Is this the part where the Google Hangouts immediately goes away, or are we going to be able to do this for real this time? I got. I didn't I think, listen to. I didn't listen oh, to last. I think, I think we're good. I think we are good too. I didn't listen to last week's, but because if it would remind me how mad I was. Uh, I put a blooper reel at the end. Was it just me going fuck? It was both of our reactions. <laughs> it was me laughing every time. <laughs> because I got progressively drunker, so my laugh would become more and more oh, yeah, jovial. You, you were drinking last weekend. I should be drink I don't have to work tomorrow. I should be drinking right now, but I'm not. I should be drinking right now, but I only have three claws left, and I don't feel like drinking just three. Nah, it's not so, enough. Um... So we'll start off with with some bummer news. Fucking Mongo has uh, ALS. Oh yeah, Mongo's in some really rough shape. Yeah, um, and it, it got me to thinking about Mongo a little bit. I usually don't, but I was just like, you know, like he was not a good wrestler, but he was an extremely entertaining wrestler. I have fond memories of Mongo. I so I, I always kind of. I always felt like the people that were making fun of him online, like, kind of had the, had it right with Mongo, like as far as like not but not like the botchamania style, making fun of him because no one ever really was like. <laughs> sometimes it was like Jesus Christ, Mongo, but like no one ever like really faulted him for being a shitty wrestler. <coughs> well, I mean, like that's like, if that's like the worst thing about you, then you're pretty awesome. Like most people I, I've heard say things about him are like, oh yeah, but Mongo's the man. Like he's really cool. Like, yeah, uh, like like everyone in wrestling who, who worked with him has nothing but good things to say about him. My fa- that he's my favorite anecdote from the Four Horsemen DVD. <laughs> the only oh, thing he you hear about the only thing you hear about Mongo. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't thought about Mongo in ten years. Probably he's like, yeah, we just went to a strip club and Mongo just gone for the re- we never saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> like no shit. Like, okay, yeah, so he was like, gone when he's. Oh, go ahead. When what? No, I was going to say you knew he was I, gone when Hacker just the music. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got we got to Sandman really quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> fuck me! I forget. Almost forget what I was gonna what I was saying. It was definitely about Mongo. Also, good on everyone for trusting Mongo with a tombstone pile driver. He didn't kill anyone. I was anyone. just thinking about that. <laughs> like, like a very sloppy green wrestler has a very dangerous finisher, and it seems like nobody got hurt. I also like that. Like, it seemed like he didn't mind working snug when no. it came when it came to like getting thwapped with fucking briefcases. Uh, thwapped with br- also like, shame on. Shame on WCW for sticking him with Kevin Green. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just put in the two new guys who don't know how to wrestle against each other. Yeah. Um, it's just like... You'd, you'd think... Like him and him and... Him and I was going to say, you'd think they'd stick him, him with Jared. Orndorff or something, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm sure the gif got to you of um, Jarrett hitting him with the briefcase and him doing, like, the mega sell. Yes. Like... Mongo had some big ones. I, I, so I never really like shit on Mongo. I always thought Mongo was a good thing. Like he's maybe he's my colleague. Yes, that's that's <laughs> totally reasonable. I never shit on him for anything other than being a sloppy bad wrestler. And like, uh, he had what they call, uh, he had happy. And feet. even then, like, yeah, he, I never really faulted him. 
Yeah, yeah, he, he had, had happy feet. Is what they call it, like, uh, like just sloppy footwork. He didn't like. He was never super comfortable in that. No, United States heavyweight champion. Like though. you go, you'll get guys like yeah, you'll get guys like like Flair and Heading who just like you know they own the ring, like they know where they are at all times. Whereas like guys like Mongo and Kevin Green, like you know they're new to it, so they don't have the the experience that it comes with. Experience it's, it doesn't come with like it's not natural or anything like that. Yeah, it's not Dustin the, Rhodes. Uh, I, I will always look back fondly on um, on Mongo. Yes, as, uh, as as an in-ring performer specifically, I, I look at back with him fondly as an in-ring performer and his personality. I, I compared his matches to Doritos. They're not good for you, but they're very enjoyable. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> we we have a best of Mongo, a best <laughs> of Mongo. Uh, compilation well i just think it's good that we get like some positive uh stuff to talk about first even though it's depressing yeah it's it's true the um yeah also like it there's a little bit of him turning it into a wrestling punchline which i think everyone for the most part didn't good fun Yes, I don't think anyone, he, well, he, no one like says like oh mongo is a piece of shit because he's a bad wrestler everyone just says that's our mongo like exactly we, we love them <laughs> so um fucking mongo. speaking of mongo's theme music though uh we want to make uh <laughs> chicago bulls jerseys for number five that say sandman so if anyone's got a jersey guy that look has no problem making bootleg basketball jerseys actually i might actually know a guy now that i'm saying it out loud Hmm. I, I I do want a Sandman Bulls jersey. I want I want to get it uh red with the black number though. I want you know those cartoon shirts of like world champions where everyone's got a giant head? I want yeah. a cartoon giant head Jordan high fiving a cartoon giant head Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> They're both wearing Zubas. I was gonna say you could probably get one of those <laughs> made at Hampton Beach or something. I'm going to Old Orchard Beach this weekend, so who the fuck knows what I come home with? There you go. That that could be a good a good thing. Be like, hey, do you know who the Sandman is? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know who he is. You know who Michael Jordan is, right? Yeah. Hi- Give me a shirt where they're high fiving with big heads. Something tells me Sandman <laughs> owns property on Old Orchard Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> he seems more like like what's the like? I'm trying to think of like what the worst beach is. Um, Hampton, Revere. I was gonna say, is it Hampton or Revere? Well, I mean, are we hmm. talking Carney shit or Towny shit? Both. Oh God, it's probably Hampton. There's much less Carney shit yeah. going on here. Much more, way more Towny shit. I feel like Hampton has a better actual beach, but a worse population. I would agree. I feel like Revere has the entire city of Boston and one's train right away. So if you're like, if you've had enough of this fucking place, you can go over to Fenway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 On a sort of a Sandman note, actually definitely a Sandman note. I, uh, I, Treated myself to watch the first part of the Best of Raven and TNA 
DVD on Saturday. And uh. Raven was just perpetually bleeding in his entire run in TNA. Did you like his flange uh, theme? Oh, God, it's the worst. <laughs> and it wasn't one of those things that, like, <laughs> like it didn't like get it the Mongo charm the more that it went. <laughs> Every time it started, it was like, I fucking hate this. It was, it was, if you don't know, it was the same What's song as his okay. WCW theme, but uh, yeah, it was the same music as his w- WCW theme, but it was instead slower and with like flange effects oh, on so it. so fucking annoying. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a weird, a weird theme. Uh, it, it fit yeah. Raven though. Like Raven's a weird guy. Um, but um, you- did you hear about? the new season of beyond the or the dark side of the ring um i what i heard before fuck i don't even remember what it was there was wasn't there supposed to be an episode about nick gage yes uh i was gonna say the, there's a, a full list of topics for the season that was just released it's uh pillman yeah, pillman korea the collision of korea nick gage ultimate warrior grizzly smith and jake roberts uh, Dynamite Kid, The Steroid Trials, FMW, Luna Vachon, The Plane Ride from Hell, XPW, and capping it all off is Canyon. That's a good... So... Not a bad topic in Not there. a bad topic in it. The Warrior one, I feel like is, I can probably skip, but I won't. Because I won't skip any of them. But like, there's some that they do that I know of and i know nothing about like um gino hernandez let's say like i everything i know about details i learned from that like the ultimate warrior one i probably know everything they're gonna say i feel like that one has a a chance to be uh the worst because they could they could go too far with it. Like when he when he gets really shitty in like oh three, oh four, and he's given those speeches at CPAC and at uh the University of Connecticut and uh he's going like off the rails, he's going against homosexuals and uh Muslims and, and stuff. And uh, I feel like they're gonna be like, Well, you know, he just had differing viewpoints. I mean, get over it, Snowflake. I have a feeling that might be a narrative that they go for. Oh no, for sure. I mean J- Jericho's probably involved, so that'll definitely be in his wheelhouse. It's, uh, I don't know. It'd take a lot for Jericho to be a heel on fucking Dark Side of the Ring. But put a pin in that, because I don't want to stop talking about it. We didn't talk about Jericho and, and Austin after WrestleMania. Did you watch that? Nope. I, right. I do not give a shit about Chris Jericho anymore. Okay. I went so, from being one of his biggest fans, just being like him being persona non grata to me. Oh, God, you got to start listening to hardcore. You can fucking... Chris Jericho looks like fucking Mother Teresa compared to the fucking people that I follow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, we'll go back to... We'll return. No, The Undertaker... The Undertaker... The Ultimate Warrior was a piece of shit, and I think that it's probably... If anything, that's just gonna tarnish the legacy of The Ultimate Warrior, which I'm okay with because I hate the fuck out of him. I don't like him as a person. Uh, as a as a, I could separate the wrestler from the person because he's dead, and it was thirty years ago. And like, that's sort of like my WWF wheelhouse is like when Warrior was around. Like that's like when he first showed up, and became a thing. Is probably when I was becoming like cognizant as a child, and it's where I have memories from. So 
like from that point on is where like my old like favorite memories of wrestling come from so i kind of just go with it and watch it but like him as a person later on he what a piece of shit oh yeah real piece of shit like unbelievable like i remember being in college and hearing about what he was saying just being like like how does a college let someone like that speak at their university and then like 10 years after that turns out people are like we should be lit to speak at these universities because we could just piss everybody in the, in the place off except for like the white guys they'll be cool with it yeah the i would i would love it if the if the ultimate warrior was a cool guy narrative was to go away like like the internet like you think that you can't boss vince around but i mean who fucking who is that battle royal named after for the women? They ain't, after, <laughs> they ain't after, after her anymore. And Warrior uh, was worse. Also, the Warrior Award would Warrior like Warrior brought it up in his Hall of Fame speech, and he was like, "I want it to be like the Jimmy Caderas Award or something like that." It was like someone who worked behind the scenes. It was supposed to be named after them. It wasn't supposed to be named after him. Like I mean, he did, he did what they told what he told them not to do. Like, don't name it after me. Name it after this person. And then they're like, no, we're naming it after you. Fuck. I mean, it would be nice that if, like, the, the sort of humility that he, what the phrase that you just said was, like, the thing that Dark Side of the Ring was to to push across. But it just sounds like he turned into a Bible-thumping homophobe, which they all do. I don't know if he was necessarily a Bible-thumper. Um, I think he was an America-thumper. I think he just, he, he liked everything that the Bible thumpers said, except for the Bible. But then why, I just don't understand the, the hatred for the queering doesn't make the world work line is too Bible thumpy for me to ignore. It sounds like what he's saying is like, we need more people. Like we need people to procreate and not. We try to turn this place into China. Like uh, also, my redneck, my redneck guy is like a default Jim Cornette voice. Goddamn! God can't this place the fucking China with your population control. The fuck? <laughs> um. Yeah, but I've you know, he's just like like when I heard first heard that, I was like, wow, what a piece of fucking shit. Because I think he he was doing that around the same time that like Canyon came out. And like, I was just like, yeah, like, like you knew Pat Patterson was gay and helping him with his career. And like, how do you do that to someone who helped you? You know, hey, I, when it happened, I thought it was funny, honestly, because like, wow, this guy's an idiot. But like, it's not it gets less funny the older you get. Yeah, I I, I, I think we're in the same boat there. Like I, back then, you just black like, people off like that. It wasn't it wasn't like headline news that someone was like super homophobic. Yeah. He's especially that vocal about it, but I mean that's sort of, oh yeah. <laughs> I heard but, that. Yeah, it's gonna it picked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I guess this, I feel bad about that, but I have to learn too. We all have to. Maybe Warrior learned. Maybe maybe Warrior gave a few tug jobs before he died, and then God like- struck him down. Like, like when Andre punched him in the face and he looked at Bobby and he said, he learned. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, when Pat Patterson fucked him in the ass. He's like, he learned. <laughs> he learned. <laughs> <laughs> G- 
gross. Uh, <laughs> that was the gross part of the podcast. Did, did you hear about, uh, speaking of shitty people, did you hear about what Joe Rogan did today? As we no. record this on Tuesday? No. Uh, he, he just went full anti-vaxxer. Okay. Why'd he do that? Probably because nobody's paying attention to him anymore. Like, he hasn't done one podcast in the world, but, like, I think he's, like, down 40% or something like that. So he's he's going back to his roots. That What brought him to the dance was it just that bizarro, right-wing, weirdo bullshit. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, I think there's, like, I mean, again, like, I can't even fucking keep a track of all of them at this point. At this I, point, let's ruin Joe Rogan's career and bring back Carlos Mencia. <laughs> you replace him with Carlos Mencia, the Carlos yes, Mencia exactly. experience. Because Carlos Mencia was just a hack comedian who stole some jokes. Joe Rogan is legit doing things that are against public health because he's an asshole and he's self-centered, and he comes from a world that's full of self-centered assholes. Like the UFC is just a fucking, uh, sh- like it, it is just bottom of the barrel, like shitty garbage people. Like, like. The shit that you clean out of your toilet is better than the people in the UFC. I would rather hang out doing that than with anyone in the UFC. I mean, with the exception of John Jones, I can't, I don't really know of anything. I mean, I guess, um, who's the piece of shit Irish guy? McGregor. Yeah, I guess he sucks too. But like, um, well, there, there, there's also Colby Covington, who's like a full mega douchebag. Oh, it's like all yeah, these guys. I, th- I think that it was mostly gimmick, though. Honestly, no, because because it's all of them. Like they they like go to like hang out with the, with Trump in the White House, and like th- they'll just do all that bullshit, you know. Um, but like, like Cormier seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, I like Daniel Cormier. Um, Ronda Rousey seems now. like she seems like she's kind of not a dumbass. Maybe I don't know. I don't know anything about her. I don't know. Like, yeah, Joe Rogan checks enough boxes off where I should hate him. I don't know enough because I really, I don't like that he gives people like, uh, who's the fucking, uh, fucking Infowars guy, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. I don't like that he gives that dumbasses like that a platform. But he gives him a platform. Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, all of them. Uh, and he just lets him fucking run the show and he agrees with him and he's like yep more people should be like this and then more people are and the world gets worse correct he also peddles uh, fake medicine which I don't care for yeah well that's why he's doing the anti-vaxxer shit yeah the same reason that fucking Jonathan Joseph can suck a dick and um brace from gigolos (laughs) but yeah fuck off with uh with uh, Joe Rogan's out, Mar- Carlos Mencia is back in. We're tagging him back in. Uh, I'm going to start a hashtag, bring back Mencia. <laughs> to, to run the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Don't even change your name. Have it be the Joe Rogan po- podcast, but make it Carlos Mencia's show as the host. That would be the greatest thing in the world. Speak- speaking of USC, though, did you see uh, anything that happened on uh, Saturday night? Uh, I saw that fights? guy got the fuck knocked out of his face. Oh, uh, Mestival? Yeah, I saw that he got the Triple H miss spit come off of his head as he got punched. <laughs> uh, did you see uh, Chris Weidman break his leg? No, I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> uh, just like Sid, Alex Smith, and uh, 
uh, Anderson Silva. Okay, that was... so he, he did it the same way Anderson Silva did it too. The Anderson um, Silva one was like the grossest moment of my life. Yes, um, he he went for a kick. Like I think it was the first time someone won a UFC fight without a single strike. Oh, really? Yes, um, because it was the first kick of the fight. Um, just went and hit his leg. It, you could tell it was broken. Um, so he went like, but it, it wasn't instantaneous. So he went to stand on his leg, and his leg just snapped in half, basically. Oh God damn it! Yeah. It was a compound fracture horizontally, so both bones, uh, uh, the tibia and the fibula, I think, uh, were both snapped in half. The the short way, not the long way up and down. The the horizontal way. Oof. So. He needs. He has like a bunch of pins in his legs now, uh, but yeah, very ugly, gruesome injury. No, that's pretty much all that I know of that. Was ugh, gross. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking about all, the, thinking about leg breaks. The trying to stand on it after is the worst part. Well, I think it was just instinct, you know, how he went for the to kick and it just immediately happened and he went to put it back down like instantaneously. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't so much like he was trying to stand on it and he knew it was broken. I think he knew it was broken when he went to stand on it and, well, then, and it just snapped. It was the same thing with Silva when he did it. Like he tried to stand yeah. on a leg that had like zero connection to the bone at that point. Oh, same God, thing that here. Silva one sucked so bad. Same thing here, yeah. <laughs> uh and Anderson Silva, that was back when I liked UFC, and I was following it a little bit. And uh, he was one of my favorite fighters, the Spider. He's a great, great. He's a he's the best ever. Um, he took a fight against Daniel Cormier when John Jones uh, tested Got positive. Oh well, yeah, one whatever uh, he did one of the times. Yeah, it was a, a, a wellness violation. So on, I think on like two days' notice or something like that, Anderson Silva took the fight against Daniel Cormier. He lost, obviously. He's like 40 years old at that point. But, I mean, that was still pretty crazy how he just took a fight on short notice and wasn't super competitive, obviously, because y- you can't be. You're fighting one of the best fighters in the world on short notice. Wrestling has ruined my like idea of how like real fighting is supposed to work, and boxing for that matter, too, because boxing's just as rigged as fucking wrestling. But, like... When Silva has like some losses and it's like, wow, I guess he had a couple losses, but like he's still like the best fighter that's even Lesnar too. Yeah. Like you just well, remember uh, Lesnar losing, but you forget that Lesnar just like couldn't be beat for what two years. I mean, he lost his first first fight against yeah, Sil- uh, not Silva, um, Frank Mir. Frank Mir, thank you. Um, and he beat the shit out of Frank Mir, but Frank Mir just caught him. He just caught you. He did. He he had some fucking Mongo footwork in a UFC fight, and next thing you know, Frank Mir's got him. Well, Frank Mir right. is a seasoned seasoned vet, so he's he knows how to fight people. And uh, but like Lesnar is just like this unbridled like rage. Yeah. And then, so he then, comes in just beating the shit out of him, and then Frank Mir catches him. Was it an armbar? God, I thought it was a leg hold. But... A like a leg hook, uh, an ankle lock, or, or an ankle hook, or something, or a knee bar. Something like that. I could be yeah. wrong too. Yeah, but then he faced Frank Mir again and kicked the a- absolute he won shit the, out. He won the follow up. Um, because after that fight too, he also fought Randy Couture and beat him for the title. Like Couture is over the hill at this point. Like he's having his like farewell tour as champion. He's uh oh, fuck me. I can't remember the old Japanese wrestlers' names. I know it's racist of me. I'm sorry. It's not like they're they're tough. They're, it's hard they're, for me. They're unfamiliar names. <laughs> I only know them from 
Puro Wave Instagram. Um, I, be- I I don't believe it's racist if your intent is not to be racist. Like if you're just stumbling over a name, that's not racist. That's just it's it's ignorance, but it's not racism. <laughs> as long as they don't call them Toyota Hyundai or whatever. Right, like that's that's tone that's over the line, but like I don't go Regis Philbin. If you go like WrestleMania Taka, six, if you say it like Takayama, like something like that, like it's only because you're unfamiliar with it. It's not because you're trying to be a, a douchebag. I'm not being willfully obtuse. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, that's the UFC rundown. Uh, yeah. You watched most of uh, was it Sacrifice Genesis Rebellion Rebe- Rebellion? That's what it was. <laughs> pay-per-view names I, I don't remember them like i used to um overall uh, i thought this was a, a fun show yeah uh you forget that matt striker's good at uh commentating he's a matt little striker? annoying but wasn't that yaramir yager <laughs> yeah it's yaramir yaramir yager and uh CeeLo green <laughs> No, Matt Stryker has that hockey hair thing going right now. Um, I'm I'm not a big Stryker fan anymore. Like I used to like him, but like not so much anymore. I feel like I feel like he's a little weirder now. Like maybe his working with Vampiro made him weirder. <laughs> Vampiro broke Matt Stryker. <laughs> um, Matt Stryker's all-time greatest call will be the one where Vampiro couldn't get the music to work right. Oh yes, one hundred percent. The consummate professional. <laughs> in, ca- in case anyone forgot that that shit happened. Oh, uh, that was fucking fantastic. Fucking Vampiro. Uh, please, somebody play my fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> I think last week I, pu- I used Vampiro's WCW theme for the intro, for the show intro. This week it's Mongo, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this week it's Mongo, and next week it's Hack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'll go and I'll let you know where I think I stopped. I think I had to leave after the women's tag title match. Cause that was after. Okay. okay we'll go nowhere. The first match was the three way for the X division title. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was good perfectly, stuff. Perfectly. Is, was the, has the X division ever been bad? Yes. Uh, when Bischoff and Hogan took over, um, they no. didn't get it. Um, they didn't get anything about TNA, uh, so they tried to make it the cruiserweight division. Because at that point, from 2002, when the title was first created, up until 2010, when they showed up, it was always the X division is about no limits, not weight limits. And then Bischoff and Hogan show up, and the X division was about uh, no limits, not weight limits, but with weight, weight limits now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Samoa Joe had like a year-long run undefeated with the X division title, and he made it like more important than the world title. Well, he can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but Not out of the realm of possibilities. It was good. Uh, the next match was, is, I mean, is there anything of note? No, it was uh, the Canadian guy against TJP against Ace Austin. It was a good match. Yeah, the Canadian guy won. Has yep. his headgear. Uh, yeah. The, um, then the next match had Cass show back up, except his name's Morrissey now. Yeah, and he will make fun of him. He looks terrifying. He he looks like seven foot edge. He looks like seven foot edge. Yes, correct. <laughs> he looks because uh, he's he's lean and jacked up now. Um, yeah. got himself in good shape. 
Yeah, he looks like a fucking like a terrorizer. We were talking about his ring attire, which was just black jeans, and we were saying how it's actually he had them like made. For, it's, it's actual wrestling ring attire, but he had them made to look like jeans. I I love that shit. <laughs> no, it's just jeans. <laughs> I was saying that's what it should be. It should be. I yeah. you know my affinity for wrestling gear with fake pockets on it. I think it <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Um, I think AJ Styles generally. No, he has a fake belt on his. I think. Yeah. Or he has a real belt. I don't remember what he has. Spandex belt loops. Or I don't remember what it is now. Anything like like is supposed to represent something practical, but it's there for show is very funny to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. I like. It's like that's that's the most uh, TNA match of the whole thing because it's got there's a new version of or a newer version I guess of James Storm's theme song. It's different than I thought the it was one. The same one. It could have been. Maybe I've just heard ours so many times that I forget <laughs> what the real one sounds like. But he definitely took like a I'm getting too old for this shit bump when he went over the top rope. Yeah, <laughs> like he like gently fell to the floor. Like I saw that, James. We all we all picked uh, the uh, the what's his fucking name? Uh, Willie Mac. Willie Mac taking the pitfall. I love Willie Mac. Yeah, we were talking about Willie Mac. When was the last time we saw him get a win? And they were like, I don't know. Maybe like they tape in Nashville, so we're all thinking that maybe Nashville's just his hometown, He's so he never can win there. Isn't he from Compton? I was saying it as a hometown wrestler never wins joke. Oh. But you get the big pop. Um, what was next after the four-way? Um, it's a good question. Because I don't remember. Oh, it was... It, it was uh, I like this match. It was Cardona versus Myers. Um, fuck them for the ending. I, I liked how... Uh, they're keeping Myers like as the sleazebag heel. Yeah, they. <laughs> he's he's totally the Raven of TNA right now. Yeah, yeah, they really kind he's of doing, telling he's you doing he's doing it. The, the best character work out of anybody there. Not that anyone's bad, mind you, but I think he's a step above. He's he's really like honed his character. Uh, he's the most professional wrestler, but he's also the least professional wrestler. Yeah, he's he doesn't a give a shit. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> The they the the whole point of that match was to be like, you think we're not gonna fuck around with the X? We're fucking around with the big big arm X. Um, I didn't have a I didn't mind it because you don't see it very often, in, especially in TNA. So I, I don't think mind it. I don't remember ever seeing it. They never did it in WWE, did they? Yeah, no. Because they they uh, kind of took they took that seriously. I thought, but, but like. When I'm Even like, still, the rest of the match was good. When he went over to pick him up, and he's like, "You really are going to kick him, aren't you?" Yeah, you really, it really was a fake X. <laughs> and then he kicked him, and was like, "Ah, you got me!" <laughs> <laughs> like, fucked him for the ending, but I liked it. But some um, nice, some nice flat back bumps on the outside too. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Um, it's it's nice. It's, I, they they're one of the, some of those people that like, they feel like you, they're your friends now. Yeah, because like, they have common interests and and they talk about it. They're they're like normal people. They're normal people, so it's nice to see them having being able to do their job. 
I, I also like the commentary for this match too. It was one of the few times I was like, ah, this is good commentary because they're trying to put Cardona over as like this really nice, positive guy. And and uh, and Kurt Hawkins is a bitter piece of shit. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they had a good story, and the match was good, so I I, I gave this one thumbs up from me. Yeah, I, so I want to I. Been I've been kind of catching up on it a little bit, like I watched Hardcore like Justice, weekly. not weekly, but I've been definitely checking on it. But I've been watching it more than I've been watching because I can't do Dark Elevation. So if I want to watch some like <laughs> averageish wrestling, I will put on TNA now. I can't do Paul White, even on mute. He, I know he's, he's there. He's new and he's not annoying me, so I, I don't mind him. Uh, um, before I uh, forget. The Tony Khan promo in this, where Shivani's just standing there like a tough guy, beautiful. It's like uh, it's it reminds me of remember of the street toughs on Seinfeld. <laughs> yes, it's exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> like I'm having a pretty shitty morning at that point. I've already walked home from an auto body shop. So it was like, just like, Shivani, you're pulling me out. Yeah. 2020, <laughs> 2021, Tony Shivani's like a real bright spot in everyone's life. Yes. He's one of the unsung heroes of the past couple of years. And hopefully that I just don't f- forget that I missed him. Because I might forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, then this, then I, it was the tag, the tag match, right? Yeah, the tag title match, and it wasn't bad. No, it was... I, I was expecting the Good Brothers to get them back, but... No, the women's... It makes, it, oh, the, the women's, women's tag, tag match. Um, I knew it was our old pal softball Kylie Ray in there already. Um, but uh, when they were pointing to see who was coming out to, like, be their third, when the other team had a... Well, the other team didn't have anyone, but they had their third out there. Um, I thought it was going to be Paul Ellering. I thought it was going to be Kylie Ray. <laughs> that was, was funny. It was just boring. It was jazz. Well, <laughs> that's that's what like my my reaction was like. Oh, is this going to be Paul Ellering? Is he going to be coming out and managing them? That'd be sweet. That's like and then su- it was jazz. And then super I was like, logical, but. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, it's just jazz. And then uh, Bri was la- making fun of me going like, ah, you sounded so disappointed. I was like, well, I didn't mean it like that. Like, I like jazz and all that. But, like, she just retired. She's been there. So I've seen her. Like, it wasn't yeah, like a Yeah, it wasn't surprise. like a surprise. It was like the most yeah. obvious thing that could have happened. Yeah. So, you know, that was what happened there. But, yeah, um, uh, Tasha Steele used to watch her at the old uh, Elks Club down the street from me. Oh, God, I can't wait till there's wrestling at that Elks Club. <laughs> Um, you, but uh, we're gonna be getting our steps in that night. <laughs> uh, softball, Kylie Ray and and Jordan Grace won the tag titles. Fine match, nothing bad. Yeah, fine match, nothing bad. That's also when I got the call that my car was ready, so that was where I left. Oh, okay, so you didn't see the men's tag title then? I didn't see probably. I didn't see the two matches. Well, one of the the matches I wanted to see the most. I guess it was Cardona. <laughs> And Myers, and then what the fuck, Cardona's and Myers, and the main event that I wanted to see the most. So, yeah, you should definitely watch the main event. It's a really good match. Um, the te- the men's tag title match was fine. Uh, I would have thought that 
the Good Brothers would have brought him back to TNA, but it makes sense with what they're doing with the the belts, how they're they're all kind of out of the promotion. So yeah. the only men's title that's viable right now in the company is the X Division title. Which is probably the way they should have it anyways. But, you know, um, they still have the women's title, so there's plenty of titles there to compete over. But then you had uh, Trey Miguel against Sammy Callahan in a last man standing match. Oh, I didn't that was even good. know about that. Yeah, they they were building this up pretty well. It was like uh, Trey Miguel was like uh, sort of, or, or Sammy Callahan was just trying to get under Trey Miguel's skin. And like they just had like a, a back and forth feud for a little while. So this was a good match too. Both of them are, are good wrestlers. Um, worth watching. I'm, I'll probably finish it proper. I might, I might skip. Yes. The, I might skip the tag match. But had had Gallo started doing dangly yet? Yes, that okay. Gallo's had the dangly in. And uh, then we had the women's title match, which was um, that was that was fucking um, Tennille again yeah, challenging okay. against uh, what's her face? I always forget her name. Uh, I was trying so hard to remember Emma. <laughs> Remember the theme music? I do now. <laughs> that was a good uh, theme music. Impact Women's Champion. I can't remember. I can't believe I forgot her name. I mean, I know why I forgot her name, but it is. Wow. Deanna Perrazzo. Thank okay. you. That's why I didn't. Yeah. Uh, this match was fine, too. Nothing bad about it. Uh, not, not much noteworthy, aside from some, some uh, crafty handwork by Deanna Perrazzo and Emma. And what, there was what a happened? photo of it on, there was a photo of it on the internet of uh, Deanna Perrazzo, like, sort of just grabbing Tennille's butt, which she had her in, like, a pile driver position. That's pretty cool. So. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yep, Perazzo retained and is still champ. And then the main event happened, which was excellent. They did the old uh, Brian Hebner and uh, what's-her-faces from Aubrey AEW. Aubrey, yep. Uh, uh, she was the ref on the outside, and Hebner was the ref on the inside. And they did, of course, did they... When you see the two refs, so like you know there's a ref bump coming, so one of them has to jump in. Of course, they, but they but they did it where both refs weren't evil, both refs were noble. So it it didn't it, like it was supposed to be like oh great here comes the AEW ref to screw over Kenny, and that's not what happened, or to screw over Rich Swan. It was just like, it was a clean win. Uh, cleanish, like clean enough, heel clean. Heel clean, yes. There's a little bit of shenanigans, uh, but... Yes. Um, they both had people on the outside, like Kenny had the Good Brothers. Oh, uh, I don't know how I didn't mention this. Uh, Don Callis's theme music, Pachelbel's Canon. What, what? Paco, do you know Pachelbel's Canon, like the song they play at weddings? Like... Okay. Like, <laughs> That's his theme song? <laughs> Yes, that was just, like I was laughing. Why does Don like, Callis have his own theme song? Because it's fucking worth it now. It, since it's something like that, Don Callis is 
He's Luigi to Paul Heyman's Mario, and it's fucking great. <laughs> That's a good theme song sidebar. Um, does FTR go no theme music now? I think Why they might. They? What's that? Why would they? I th- maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I can swear that Dax had no theme music the other day when he faced Jericho. I didn't watch the match. It was pretty cool. I've I've been pretty good at avoiding Jericho. Like when he turns up on the TV, I shut it off. Well, there'll be there'll we'll be room for you back. I'll, I'm gonna have to watch him in a few weeks when they do Blood and Guts. Yeah, like I'm not missing that, but fucking I I, I made it a point to just remove him from my uh, from my existence for a, while, a little while. I'm not cool with his wife being at the fucking insurrection. I'm not cool with him being a fucking bootlicking Trump supporter. Yeah. yeah it's, I gotta draw the line somewhere. Yes. If I hated every fucking Trump supporting wrestler, I'd... Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, Diamante, uh, someone tweeted out, like, how, like, there's a good chance, like, the wrestler that you like the most is a piece of shit, and then Diamante retweeted it and said, there's a 50-50 chance that your favorite person's a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, I hope for the love of God that like the the handful of wrestlers like I know Daniel Bryan's not a piece of shit, so I'm good there. I think Daniel uh, Bryan might be a piece of shit. No, he's he's not. I uh, wouldn't be shocked if Daniel Bryan's like an anti-vaxer. Would you be? No, um, he but he'd be like a super left anti-vaxer, not a super right anti-vaxer. S- Neither are good. They're but, both like they're, the super left one might got- be worse. But yeah, because, I mean, but. I'd rather, a, a, a chemtrails person is fucking worse than a fucking. But didn't he not show up for a little while because WWE wasn't taking COVID seriously? That's true. So, it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I have faith. I know Sami Zayn isn't. I know Kevin Owens isn't. Uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley is definitely not. That's good. Yeah, that's Mick Foley is the gold standard. I think Kevin Nash is a good one. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, he's, he doesn't always have good opinions, but I think he's it, at good. least he's reasonable. And the things he's that cool he as fuck too. So like, yeah, he he doesn't really get super involved unless he's drawn. He's drawn in. <laughs> I also like uh, so part of me like with the Jericho thing too. Like he's a cocaine alcoholic in his fifties. Yes. So at some point he's gonna start saying crazy bullshit. It, it's past. We're we're about a year and a half in. To yeah, him making oh, no. that leap. Oh no, he's he's burning a hole in his brain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's like when he first switched from WWE to uh, doing New Japan. Like I was all in. I was like, yes, Jericho's the man. He's doing this. It's great. When he went to AEW, I was like, perfect. I want that shirt. And then a year later, I was like, man, am I glad I never got that shirt. So I th- I think that like I can come to terms with Jericho, Joy Joy yeah Joy Ryan yeah Joy Ryan Joy Ryan's like out forever like we don't do Joy Ryan anymore. Um, no. Velveteen Dreams out we don't do that anymore. Uh, who else is a piece of huge piece of shit? The ref in NXT. The ref in NXT. Even I I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. He's um, the the tan guy. Yeah, uh, 
Is, did Marty Skrull fall off a cliff after that too? Uh, he apologized. Um, his recount. I remember reading his recounting of it. He 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 said it had like it happened, but like it's different than how I remember it. But you know, at the same time, it's it seems very sketchy. So I just have he's he, he's out of Ring of Honor completely. Like he's been out since September. So he'll, he'll show up. He'll be on. He'll be Jericho's second or something. Like uh, I don't know if if he's because re- I don't know if. Like basically, what he's talking about is that like sixteen-year-old he he slept with was at a bar with them. You so know? I don't know much about most of them. I know that the Cornette one pretty much proved to be Cornette was like wasn't really doing anything wrong. No, he wasn't doing and anything it, wrong per se. I think people were exaggerating it, but like people uh, were exaggerating saying Cornette's mean, and then Cornette's like, Are "You kink shaming me? I'm Jim Cornette. I don't give a fuck about anything." I'm a piece of shit. I've, I've been accused of having a, a, a interesting, interesting sex life. <laughs> oh, I remember. Uh, that's the name of the episode. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I think what the main thing of why it was wrong was that he was using uh, guys sleeping with his wife as a means to get a push, like a, a tit for tat type of thing. And I think that was shown not to be true. Correct. Like, he, like Cornette denied that, but he didn't necessarily deny the the cuck holding. No, and that doesn't need to be denied. That's perfectly no. fine. No, anything. Uh, it's perfect, anything, anything it's perfectly that- fine. But I don't think that. Cuckolding is it having an interesting sex life. I think cuckolding is the opposite of having an interesting sex life. Your sex life is watching other people have sex. That's not interesting. To you. To me. Yes. Yeah, to Jim I have no Cor- interest in To watching. Jim Cornette, very interesting. I have no interest in being an albino in the mating shed. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be interested in to... You think I'm calling sex with his wife, Stacy. What's the thing at the end of Coneheads? Uh, fuck. Fuck, you knew this last time I asked you. Are you talking about the Garthak? Yeah. I'd rather narfle the Garthak. Narfle the Garthak. Yeah, I'd rather do that than sleep with Stacy. Yeah, that's narfling the Garthak. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wouldn't touch her with Beldar's club. Sometimes I feel I've got to. Do you know, uh, ex-returning listener fucking hates that noise. If you make the Coneheads noise in front of her, she'll, like, if she doesn't say anything, there will be a, a leer. And maybe that's just to me because I say a lot of dumb shit all the time. But the, the Conehead noise is a, is a problem. Maintain low cons. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie. Oh, I love it. Uh what else do we got on the on the docket? Would you, would you, would give yourself give give Rebellion a grade. Give Impact a. Wrestling A? Wow. Is it because the Canadian uh, won the opener? No, it's because it was a good show for, it's not an A plus, but it's an A. It's a good show from beginning to end. No stinkers. Uh just a a good wrestling show. Uh storylines that were comprehensive and not necessarily too deep to understand is um i feel like impact is just like 
kind of scratches the same itch that Power does, which I haven't started watching since it came back, which I want to. No, you got to pay five bucks on Fight oh, to get no, that. I'm, a month, sorry, five bucks Power, a month. I don't watch you anymore. <laughs> that's, well, that's I get sick. I mean, right. I'll watch it's, it the same it, way I watch NWA. I, mean, I watch TNA probably anyways. If if NWA was still on YouTube, I would definitely be watching it because it just scratched a completely different itch. It was like very classic wrestling, like very low. Uh, it was like very. Not, it's not stupid feuds, but very low. Uh, like lo- no complications in the feuds. You understood everything from beginning to end. Uh, the promo work was good. The only thing that was kind of took a backseat was the actual wrestling. I thought it was very rudimentary and and not necessarily exciting. I'm not saying it was a bad thing either because it scratched a completely different itch for me in ring than than AEW did at the time. But um I didn't think it was necessarily like mind blowing or great or anything in that department. Whereas everything else I thought from like the aesthetic of the studio to uh the promo work was the, really the good. aesthetic, the layout of the show is a very like exactly the same way as the NWA TV show was. And like Yes. They never really had a chance to pay it off so many times because it kind of went away pretty quick. Hard time. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Hard time. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, like, it, um, it's also just easy to get in. It's an hour. You're done. Yeah. You're in your. Had a, had a great theme music. Yeah, one time it did. Well, one of the, the at the beginning it did. Both themes were great. Is there a second version of the Dawkins song that I don't remember? Uh, no, the Dawkins song was great, but also uh, I'm Broken was a good theme song for it. I loved it because it didn't fit at all, whereas the Dawkins song definitely I know. fit. That was a, that's mostly why I'm upset. <laughs> is that it was just like... Uh, most people were upset when they changed it. I was not. I was like, all right, it's another song I like. I'm, I'm cool with them every season having a different theme song. Yeah, but that it has like. to be a, like an 80s song. A 70s isn't right. It's got to be an 80s song. Yeah, it's got to be Into the Fire. It's the perfect Into... Uh, into the Fire w- was the best theme. I, I, don't like, that's wrong. part of the reason I think I got into it so hard. Into the Fire! But uh, I, what other what other themes could, could it um, have? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Tesla, modern, modern Day Cowboy. That's not a bad TNA, uh, NWA Power theme song. Um... Uh, fucking uh, Madeline by Winger. Wait, waiting room by <laughs> Fugazi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hard times by Chromags. <laughs> <laughs> Hard times by Billy Corgan. Or is it William Corgan? Is that is that what is William C. Organ? <laughs> I don't know why that was so why funny. Either. That could be the name of the episode too. Uh, I don't know. maybe. What was the na- What was the other name of the episode? We'll oh <laughs> fuck! <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll go back and re-listen, and and I'll get it. Oh uh, fuck! I really think there was something else I wanted to say on the pod tonight, and. Oh yeah, is the draft begin tonight? No, the draft is Thursday through Saturday. Good chance that San Francisco 
is trading Jimmy Garoppolo before or during the draft. That's what I was hearing today. Let's see if we've so had any breaking the, news in, in Patriots land. Um, where I left off at around 6 o'clock, that's where we were. Um, there's a chance that the Patriots could move up to 8 and get the Carolina pick so that they could draft Justin Fields. There was a chance that they could be in on Jimmy Garoppolo, and there's also a chance that they could be in on Julio Jones. A lot of interesting scenarios going on right now. I think the worst scenario that the Patriots could do would be to stay pat and draft a receiver. I mean, just based on history alone, I don't care what they do. I, I mean, based on history alone, they would draft. They would trade down. Yes, I'm just saying when they do draft a receiver in the first round, they do a very bad job at it. Oh, I mean, you're telling me that Nikhil Harry hasn't blossomed into uh, the number one target? Do you remember the last one before that? Number one receiver, Patriots? Uh, it's, you're going to throw up in your mouth when I say was, it. Was it Dobson? Oh, my God. Was I think Aaron Dobson was a second-round pick, but, God, you might be right. I We got to find that. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to. The think, one I'm thinking was before uh, that. I, I'm, I, Oh, even before that. Okay. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. Because they... Didn't they pass Second on... round in the 2013 draft. Okay, it was... Out of Marshall. Wow. What a bad play. I forgot about Aaron Dobson. He sucked. No, I'm thinking of Chad Jackson. Chad Jackson. Okay, yep. I do remember that. Um, Yep, bust. Oh, yeah, huge bust. But the Patriots always had to draft late in the first round, so their first rounders rarely worked out. The only one that really worked out well was Gronk. I mean... And then they take him in this... They took him first, and then uh, Hernandez second, right? Yeah, I thought they took Gronk day two, so it was probably second or third round. Because he had, like, a broken back coming out of college. Huh. I mean, so Gronk and Hernandez were the same. I mean, Hernandez was a great draft pick, in theory. Uh, like, most of their good draft picks come second round or sec- between well, second and fourth. because they're never drafting in the first round. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, James White was a fourth rounder, I think. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, was he second? Jimmy Garoppolo was... A second round pick, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm looking up when, when uh, Gronk was drafted right now. That was 2010. Round two, pick 42. So. Okay. Uh, that might have been the Patriots' first pick in that draft. Yeah, it might have. It's a long time ago. And, and I never pay attention well, to Well, they the really draft. haven't had a good first there. round draft pick in a long time, actually. Since, like, Nate Solder. No. Uh, yeah. They, they've only really had luck with linemen. I mean, even then, the linemen, they... Like, like Isaiah Wynn's pretty good. Is he the first-round pick? Is he the yeah. one that was hurt, was the hurt for two. two years and then ended up being okay? Okay. Yes. That's not bad, then. Because uh, they picked, they picked uh, Isaiah Wynn and Sonny Michelle in the same year. And Sonny Michelle was a first-round pick, too, huh? Yep. I wouldn't call him a bust, either. Uh, disappointing a, is probably a he good... He was good. Good rookie. Yeah, year. he was 
I mean, they won a Super Bowl with a player. I mean, I know it's not good to have one half of a good year, but he was definitely good then. I, I would put him more into the Mac category than the bust category. He's one of those players that's fine, but he's very underwhelming. Yeah. He's exactly Lawrence Maroney, actually. <laughs> he was all right. He, he wasn't so. Bad. Do you okay? Do you remember Lawrence Maroney being better than Sony Michelle? Okay. No, okay. not ever. The Patriots never had a, a solid run game at that point, though. They were all about the the passing game. Maroney was a weird middle ground because they still tried to run the ball a lot, and then like they just went full throw the ball fifty times a game for a long time. And he would he would catch the ball too. Uh, they had a lot of. They were a committee by by the time two thousand seven came around because that's when they were running. They had him for mostly running the ball, and then Sammy Morris and Kevin Falk could catch the ball. Yes, yeah. But he would too. I mean, oh, I yeah. remember he, him being. He yeah. was the. He, like all every Patriots running back, I think it's like a skill that they have to be able to catch the ball that, too. So those 2008 playoffs. There we go. I'm, I'm doing what you do. I'm trying to get on your on your level here. He was really good in the playoffs in 2008. He pretty much single handedly won that Jacksonville game. I don't remember it. Yeah, they faced the. Uh, the not Byron Leftwich, the guy after the David Garrard led Jacksonville Jaguars in the yeah, divisional I, round. I have no memory of that game <laughs> at all. <laughs> I know I watched it, but I have no memory of it. I know I was really drunk. Me, Greg Murphy, and Bry went to China Buffet in Lowell and got back. And I, oh yeah, it was that one. I didn't, I do not really remember watching. I know that I was in the recliner, the Steiner recliner. Great song, right? Like we were it. driving, me and a returning ex-listener, we're driving to my parents' house on Friday, and I had the iPod on shuffle, and Simply Ravishing came on, with windows down, hair in the wind, it's beautiful out, like, like it's like, this is pretty good for a wrestling song, is what she said, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I would love another shot at recording Uh, vocals on that one. Okay, can be done. I just restrung all my guitars. Oh, uh, that's what that's what I want to talk about. I got a new. uh, I get fiddle. I got another one, and I gotta tell you, it's the best guitar I've ever owned. Really? That was it a PV Raptor PVT twenty seven. T27, that's what and it was. And so like, I I wasn't sure what the application for it was going to be, but I brought it to drive-by practice yesterday, and I plugged it in, and I have to tell you, it sounded like a fucking hammer coming through my guitar amp. It was the Good. heaviest thing I've ever played. Like I felt like fucking I was in dysentery. I like the natural finish. It is super. Like I, it has to be my fucking guitar I record with now. And that, now Good. I'm all confused as to what to do because I obviously it doesn't have a Floyd Rose on it. It doesn't have a fucking doesn't have a bridge I can bend at all. The Jimmy uh, Digitech Whammy pedal. Oh god damn it! I don't know what that is, but I will find out. Digitech Whammy pedal. It's a big red pedal. It looks like a Whammy bar, but or uh, not a, a Wawa pedal, but it has a. Uh, like an octave or two octave knob on it, or you could pretty much change the intervals to be like 
whatever intervals you want, really. So I can do dives with this? Yes, it's what Dimebag used on uh, uh, Reinventing oh the Steel. Oh my fucking Christ. We, are, we yeah. are completely in asshole territory now, aren't we? I'm surprised you never knew about the Webby pedal. Why are you surprised about that? That is definitely not in my wheelhouse. I didn't. I didn't start uh, being adequate at guitar until about a month ago. <laughs> I didn't have. I, I never on, had a pedal until about the time we started doing this podcast. I, uh, in Logic that I use, I have. There's a, a whammy pedal built into it. Oh god damn it! <laughs> well, so I've. I think I've used that on a, a couple songs too. All right, so now I gotta try that out. Get a thing. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that in solos so I can sound like Dimebag on uh, reinventing the steel. Because he'd be doing like he'd be doing uh, the dive bombs with the whammy pedal. You too. can do that, and your strings stay in tune. Yes. Well, my strings never had a problem. Oh, mine sure did. Well, you were playing on like lower quality, much much too. lower quality. well there you go right there that Uh, that guitar with all the frets oh that's the other thing i like about the t27 (laughs) is it's 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 short scale okay what's it like 24 and uh but every single guitar that i own combined mine if if i if we didn't include the t40 Every single guitar that I owned would probably be worth less than that baby blue Les Paul you have. I paid eight hundred for that. Okay, then what about the Gary Kramer? Uh, I think I paid seven hundred for that. Okay, so that's not—it's not going to work no matter what. Those two guitars for sure are worth more than all of my <laughs> other guitars. Oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna say like actually my, the, my wall of, that T twenty seven my my wall of four seven strings are probably worth more than like everything you own. That that T twenty seven's got good value to it. The yeah every everything that I own as far as gear is concerned, no. Yeah, I got a seventy six twenty. I have uh uh black oh, card string. About, I have uh, the cust the custom vice, and I have my uh, turbulence. Every stringed instrument, every stringed not, instrument that I have. That's yes. not even counting. That's not even counting the pickups that I've put into it too. If you add the pickups, there's add, that I would definitely. If you say, add the pickups, I got a shot actually too. No, because my pickups are worth twice as much as yours. But I have a lot of, I have a lot of invaders. I have like four invaders. I have three bare knuckles. That's that will okay. Probably double. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what, what you but made for th- those invaders? That, that being said. Am I in? If I guess if I can get a whammy pedal, does see? I was. <laughs> this is where I my brain was going because I was v- very taken back that it was that it was that it worked so well last night because that was I didn't think that was going to be the application for it, but I have to. It's um, it's a it's so much better than everything else I had. Like, do I find? pickups four on one of those guitars and put it in the warlock <laughs> is that an obnoxious thing to do pickups for w- the what same guitar? ones that are in the t27 those aren't invaders in there no it has like the stock pickups from the 
Oh. Because like the, the PVT hmm. series guitars had these weird-ass fucking pickups in them. They're probably inexpensive. You could probably I've, do it. The only ones I found were like $140. They, they have the bars. Correct. Right? Correct. Okay. But I don't know. So I, I have to learn about them now, which is annoying. They're probably super high output. But they're like the real fat ones. I'm going to, next time I go to your house, I'm going to bring it. So you can get, okay. you can give it Great. a whirl because a, it's fun as fuck to play, but it's also like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I, we're adding things <laughs> that I don't know about to me, not knowing what I'm doing. It's yeah. It doesn't get better. Does it? It's like when Mongo's try to wrestle. I feel like, like I'm more and more I feel like, I feel like I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting thrown Irish whipped right now. And I'm Mongo. <laughs> and you're just, you get happy feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking Christ. Um, but yeah, I finally got all my guitars on the same string schedule now. Did so you did you end up getting like... strings for the um Oh, actually this is another fucking guitar question I want to ask you. But the um sure. did you get all your strings ordered? Uh they all came in and I uh I uh restrung everything except for my turbulence, which I just had restrung like the other week. And the strings on my Ibanez are still good, so I'm just gonna make them last extra long, I guess. Um, do you, what do you know about the the Schechter guitars that are like not quite baritones, but not quite basses? Uh, I mean, they're Schechters, so they're not great, but they're not bad either. Um, I always liked Schechter basses, but uh, their guitars I always thought had like a very thick neck and. It was just like, yeah. This uh, uh, I don't know what it's called. I played it for a second. The my friend that I bought the the T twenty seven off of had it because he was gonna try out an amp that he was buying, mm-hmm. and it like it wasn't like a baritone guitar. It was a little lower than that, but it was a six string like through neck. It was like it played super nice, and I have no idea what it was, and I don't know what the application for it would be. But I got real jealous of it. Do you know what the scale is for it? shorter um, i don't know what the scale is but it definitely wasn't like a, it was definitely probably closer to a standard guitar scale um well if it was that i don't know if it would necessarily be a baritone because baritone scales are usually around like 27 28 like that's my uh my vice's uh 27 inch scale and it's like the 24 frets that are on that are almost as long as the fretboard on my 36 fret guitar which is a 25 scale Okay, so I need to do more research. Like a, a scale, like like you hear about like multi-scale guitars because like the frets are fanned, so like one part of the fretboard is shorter than the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the um, but like my, all my guitars that sounds are annoying. It's it makes sense if you're playing leads and rhythm, uh, and you want more like you want more low end for the rhythm, but you want like the frets to be a little bit smaller for lead so you could play a little faster. I I understand their their pra- like why they're used and everything. I don't have any. It's not my thing. Um but like when I'm playing my my vice, like it's way better to play like riffs on it because like I have tons of room and I can get around pretty quickly on it. But when I'm playing my Kramer and my my Ibanez, it's like way better for leads. It's not even close. The Kramer's look easily the best guitar I own. How much fun is that to sit down and play? 
10 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like it rolls. It does roll. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much everything I want in a guitar. Uh, I never really play past the 24th fret. There's no real practical use for it. It's just, <laughs> it's just there for show. I could use it's, a pick on a pick on yeah. a tap. It's just, it's, yeah. I mean, the whole, the, the guitar is a nice guitar, but a lot of it's there for show. But like, since I got the aftermath back in there, it's a very flashy guitar for you. Yeah, it, since I got the aftermath in there too, it just sounds so much better too. Like I had the tone zone in it before that, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds really good. I, I really like this." So I was playing it, and then I had it. Uh, I got the the aftermath back and put that in. I was like, "Oh no, this is much superior to, to that. Not even close." Okay, we're at like a got a good this is nice it was nice to be able to do the pod for real this week yeah we didn't have a single uh a single time where the chat was We're a hangout stops. Signal. yeah yeah i mean some, and, some bullshit could still happen i suppose but let's not we were, we were blaming each other it was like that spider-man pointing the finger at each other thing yeah <laughs> and then we tried discord and then that just made things worse <laughs> i don't know why discord's usually pretty reliable for the other podcasts that i do but, is, oh, I'm sure that was that one was probably on my end. I've never used Discord before, so I don't right. know. Fair enough. Uh, so where, what do you want to leave him with today? S- simply ravishing. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's simply ravishing. Oh! Yeah.
Yeah, yeah. 